Hello, welcome to the Experiencing Life podcast. If you're returning, thank you so much for coming back to hang out with me. If you are new here, hello and welcome. Whether you found me via Instagram or word of mouth or my mom asked you to please listen to this episode, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. So let's just get right into the weekly segments. My hope in doing these weekly segments is that while I'm sharing with you what I've been experiencing and what I would like to experience more of is that you're thinking of your own answers and you can say them out loud. Although, you know, if you're listening to this with your headphones on and there's other people around, that might be a little awkward. But if that is what you would like to do, then you do you. So I hope you're thinking along with me It's just a good time to reflect on our week, on our days, um, things we should be grateful for, everything we have accomplished, and a good way to set new short-term goals. So what I've been experiencing this past week is that feeling kind of like when you, I don't know if any of you guys run, I used to run in high school, but that feeling of before a track meet, I would feel so like all the adrenaline, I guess any sports really, all the adrenaline, I would feel so nervous. And then that first, when you hear the the gun go off and you start taking off and then you're just in the zone, like everything is muted. You are focusing on your breathing. I count. So I would count like my steps. One, two, one, two. I don't know. If, maybe that's weird. I don't know. But anyway, and so my point is that all this adrenaline, you have this big thing that you're about to attempt to do. And then that amazing feeling when you finish, you're like, oh my gosh, I did it. That run, although it was very painful in the moment. And I guess by the end of it, my legs were completely numb, but so it wasn't really painful at the end. My point is that rewarding feeling like accomplishing something and you feel good that it's done. And it's just, you feel when you accomplish something that's big like that, it's very rewarding to know I did it. It's done. I accomplished it. So I've been feeling that feeling. I don't know if that's a word. I've been feeling rewarding. I've been feeling rewarded. Um, I, I don't think that's a word, but with school, for example, I had two exams this past week. One was last Thursday and one was this past Tuesday. And both of which I studied my butt off for. And both of them, when I walked out of that room, I felt like I was on cloud nine because I worked so hard and I feel so good, felt and still feel so good about how I did on that exam. And that's just such a good feeling when you're working really hard for something in the moment, you don't want to do it. And then once it's done, you're like, oh yeah, I'm the crap. (laughs) I did it. I can accomplish it. So I've just been feeling like that with school and then with the gym as well. I've been working really hard and it's a good feeling to feel sore. Like it's painful, but it's a good pain. If you know what I'm talking about, you will completely understand what I'm trying to say. So that's what I've been experiencing this past week. Now, what I'd like to experience more of, definitely spooky festivities. Don't come at me. I know it's like, what is it? 
it's the 15th. So it's mid-September. I know it's, it's early, but listen, I was in Hobby Lobby today. I kid you not. I, this is the first time I've gone since fall in quotes. You can't see my hand since fall started. They have all of their Christmas stuff out. Like the whole entire left side of Hobby Lobby is Christmas. I heard my first Christmas song of the year today, mid-September. That's a little extra. Me wanting to start fall right now and Halloween, etc., is not that extra in comparison to beginning Christmas right now. So, you know, I'm pretty normal. I would say I'm normal. I want to do spooky festivities. I would love to go to Fright Fest, Six Flags. The people that I'm trying to go with, if you're listening, you know who you are. Let's plan that. Let's get that going. I actually texted Gabe today because I texted Gabe today and was like, hey, I want to paint pumpkins. Like, let's paint pumpkins this weekend. And he responded back to me and was like, it's not even October yet. I was like, okay, you're not invited. I'll paint them by myself because it doesn't matter if it's October or not. It's spooky. Spooky stuff is coming up. So he's not invited anymore. I'll be painting pumpkins and I will enjoy my time. So let's go ahead and jump right into the bulk of the episode. If you can't tell already, I'm really excited for this week's topic, as you can tell by the title, Navigating Friendships. I feel like this is something that people of all ages deal with and can struggle with sometimes, especially us in our 20-somethings age group in high school as well. So I have my note list right here, my bullet list, because I wanted to make sure I did not miss out on anything I wanted to bring up. I feel like this will be really helpful for people of all ages, so let's just get right into it. So to begin, just kind of like a little background here, how I see friendships. So I don't know if you remember in health class in elementary, middle school, maybe they talked about it in high school. I don't think so. It was more elementary, middle school. I remember vividly in the elementary school cafeteria, they had a food pyramid on the wall. And so on the bottom, it said like grains. I think grains is on the bottom. And then, you know, I forget. <laughs> Maybe this isn't <laughs> a good example. Okay, here's a better example. If you're science minded like I am, the trophic levels are on a pyramid. So on the bottom, you have your primary producers. So you have your autotrophs. They make their own food. So like grasses, for example, will be simple. Grass on the bottom. And then you have the animals that eat the primary producers. So you have the primary consumers, which are like bunny rabbits. And then above that, you have the secondary consumers. The So let's say snake. And then above that, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So as you go up levels, the pyramid obviously gets smaller. The groups get smaller. So at the tippy top, you have the, the, big, um, the big predators, like a lion, for example. So that's how I see friendships. So to explain in further detail, you have on the bottom, say you have your acquaintances. So you have the people in your classes, the people you like, you kind of know, you know their name, you say like, hey, what's up? How'd you do on the test? You know, you get what I'm saying if you're in school or your coworkers, for example. 
Then as you go up a level, you have the people that know more about you, you know more about them, but you aren't super close. So, you know, like, for example, there is someone in one of my classes and I remembered that she was getting a dog. And so I asked her the other day, I was like, Hey, how's the puppy going? You know, but I couldn't tell you her middle name. I don't know anything about her personal life, that type of deal. And then you go up more and you get to your, some of your close friends. So the people that you're closer with. And then I would say, as you get further up to the top, doesn't matter how many levels of friends you have, but further up to the top, you have, say, your besties, your significant other relationship, person, partner, and then at the tippy top, family. So that's how I view friendships as kind of like one of those food pyramids or trophic level pyramids, depending on which makes more sense to you. So that's just a little background how I see friendships. Now, Growing up, my mom always told me, I don't know if it's a mom thing. I feel like every mom has said this at one point or every everybody has heard this from a parent to be careful who your social circle is, like to surround yourself with a good circle of friends. And that's a pretty common saying is a a circle of friends, like you have a circle of friends, but I don't really think it's an exact circle. Like I don't, when I think of that saying, I picture me standing in the middle and then all of my friends equal distance standing around me. That's what I see circle of friends as. But I see it more as like a line almost. So here's a little story. One of the church lessons I listened to, I'd say it was like, it was two years ago. It was at one of the college services I went to. And the lesson was about friendships, making friendships and making and keeping, I guess. And the way that the pastor explained how we should view friendships is kind of like a row of chairs. So you're sitting in one chair and then you have all of your friends to one side of you and you're all sitting in chairs in a row. And so what he said is that you should have your closest friend right next to you. And then as you go further away from you, then you go to your not so close friends, your acquaintances, et cetera, all the way down the line. And that's one of the few lessons that I remember from when I attended the college services every Wednesday, because that just really stuck out to me because it's not, it's, you can have different levels to your friendships. It doesn't have to be a circle. You're not standing in the middle equal to everyone. It's okay to have kind of a friendship hierarchy. And I'll explain this more in a few seconds, but I just thought that was so cool. So when he explained it, he said that, you know, if you have someone that sits next to you in one of the close chairs next to you, and you want to rotate the chairs and move them further down the line and move other people up, then that's okay. And it's okay to want or have to rotate those chairs around because that is just the process of life. That's just how life is. That's how life works. And it's very important, the person that you keep 
in that chair next to you and the few chairs that are closest to you. Especially, you know, in your 20s or even in high school, you know, when you leave high school and go to college, you have people in those chairs next to you. And in less than a year, those people are not even in a chair anymore. And that is okay. You know, people naturally change over time. People grow apart. Relationships change over time. Sometimes there are people that come into our lives just for a certain period of time. I'm a big believer in the saying that everything happens for a reason. And if it's meant to be, it will be. And, you know, it's okay for things to naturally just fade off and you want to rotate those chairs. Now, on the other hand, sometimes it's necessary to rotate those chairs around and cut off some friendships. For example, when I moved away from home after high school and went to college, granted I was like 45 minutes away from home, but when my friends all dispersed, there were a handful of friends that I would reach out to and say, hey, I'm coming home over break. Let's do something. Let's hang out. They would say, yeah, that sounds great. Let me know when you're home. We would make plans. And every single time, without a doubt, when I would go home, I would text them. And they were home too. And no answer. No plans were made. Nothing. And I continued to reach out to them because I didn't want to have to rotate those chairs. But after a while, I was like, you know, why, why expend so much energy on people that aren't doing the same for me in return, you know, and, and it can be hard to make that decision because a, you know, I had really good memories with these people and this is just an example, but I do have good memories with those people. And I still cherish the friendships that we had today because they were a big part of my high school life, you know, but there's only so much that that we can do as individuals. There's only so much that we can pour into other people until we have to make the decision and say, okay, I'm just going to move you further down the line of chairs and move other people up. Do you get what I'm saying? Sometimes it doesn't have to be like a a really bad, messy, like we're not friends anymore. You're not invited. You know what I mean? You can't see my my hand gestures, but sometimes that's the healthy thing to do to, to, take care of ourselves first and make sure we're not just pouring all of our energy into people that unfortunately can't give it back to us. Everything happens for a reason, like I said. Now, in the same token, if you have a negative friend or negative people in your life in general that just complain and complain about everything for me, that is and was a valid reason to move that person further down the the line of chairs because negative energy can be so, so draining. And I realized, like I said, it's important who you keep in those close chairs because when I was closer with them, I've, I started to think more negatively. I had more negative thoughts and I started to catch myself 
speaking like they did and thinking negatively like they did. And it was just so draining. And now that I'm not as close with those people anymore, I don't think that way anymore. You know, when you have negative people that are right in those close chairs, you will begin to think, speak, and act like they do. I promise you. Those people in the close chairs are so important for your mental growth, for the way you think, the way you act, the activities you're involved in, the things you're interested in. And that's why it's so important to keep that keep that in the back of your head. You know, you should turn and look at that row, the row of chairs right next to you and look at the first few people and say, are these people people that I want to be like? Are these people people that I look up to? Do these people set a good example for me? Do these people give me energy or do they drain my energy? Do these people give back to me what I give to them? And I know it can sound selfish when it's said out loud, but it's so important to protect your mind and to protect your inner peace, your energy, all of those things. Because those people, those first few chairs of people are all, if you were to add them all up, say there's five, say there's six, because that's an even number, math. Say you were to add them all up, so that's six people. Each person in total is one-sixth of who you are. Do you want to be, do you want one-sixth of yourself to be that person that is negative and draining and isn't giving back to you what you give back to them and doesn't make you feel good about yourself and has no goals for themselves, no life ambitions? Do you get what I'm saying? So I encourage you this upcoming week to really sit down and maybe make a list. I know I'm a virtual. Wow. I'm a visual person, virtual, visual person. (laughs) I'm a visual person. So maybe you'd like to physically draw the chairs and write down people's names in your chairs, really analyze who you keep in those chairs and who is sitting closest to you. These chairs can rotate frequently and will rotate frequently throughout our lives. But if you have solid people in those first few chairs, those chairs will never change. I'm telling you, those chairs will never change. If you look up to them, if they bring you positivity, if they fill your cup the way you fill their cup, if that is the saying, right? Fill up their cup, red solo cup. (laughs) Um, If you... If they bring value to your life and you bring value to their life and they are true friends, they will not leave those chairs. You are who your closest friends are. So do you look up to these people? Do you honor them? Do you treasure their friendship? Are they role models to you? Would you want to be like those people? If the answer is no, then maybe you should do some musical chairs and rotate some people around. 
So I'm going to go ahead and end this week's episode. I feel like that was pretty deep for 20 minutes. I think I just kind of spewed everywhere and talked really fast. So that is all. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you take the time this week to really analyze who is sitting in those close chairs and if you need to do some arrangements in your life. So you can find me on Instagram. I made an Instagram for the podcast. I will link that in the show notes. If you have a few seconds after listening, I would really appreciate if you could please leave a rating and review wherever you are listening from. It would be so helpful for the podcast and it would mean a lot to me. I also wanted to to pop in here really quick that I'm doing this just for fun. I feel like I have a lot of topics I want to cover and this is all purely just for my enjoyment and for fun, but I am shocked in the number of people that have already listened to my episodes, even though this is the third week. I am just truly shocked that so many people have chosen in their free time to listen to what I have to say. So if you're still here at the end of this episode, I thank you so much and I really appreciate you. So I hope you have a great rest of your week and weekend. Get your spooky on because Halloween is coming up. It'll be here faster than you know it, but we can wait for Christmas a little bit. That's for December. That's absurd that it's out in the middle of September. Nevertheless, have a great rest of your week and weekend, and I will see you next week.